Welcome to the Hello Someday podcast, the podcast for busy women who are ready to drink less and live more. I'm Casey McGuire-Davidson, ex-red wine girl turned life coach, helping women create lives they love without alcohol. But it wasn't that long ago that I was anxious, overwhelmed, and drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. I thought that wine was the glue holding my life together, helping me cope with my kids, my stressful job, and my busy life. I didn't realize that my love affair with drinking was making me more anxious and less able to manage my responsibilities. In this podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz, how to sit with your emotions when you're lonely or angry, frustrated or overwhelmed, how to self-soothe without a drink, and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. I am so glad you're here. Now let's get started. Hey there. I've got some big news for you that I have been not so patiently waiting to tell you about. After six months away, my super popular, completely free masterclass is back and it's better than ever. I've been working on it for months. So if you have been struggling to get sober momentum, please go to hellosomedaycoaching.com forward slash class. You can sign up for my free training, Five Secrets to Taking a Break from Drinking, even if you've tried and failed in the past. In this 60-minute masterclass, I am going to share with you all the things you need to stop doing because they're setting you up for self-sabotage and what you need to start doing instead. I am giving you the steps and the mindset shifts that I go through every day with my private coaching clients, and it is completely free. So if you are sober curious, if you've been thinking about taking a break from alcohol, this class is going to set you up for success. I promise you it is worth your time. So hit pause on this episode, go to hellosomedaycoaching.com forward slash class and save your seat. All right. Today we are talking about sober celebrities and it's a little bit different than the solo episodes I've done in the past. So in the past, I've talked about a bunch of subjects like the tools you need in your sober toolkit or my story about drinking and why I quit. I've talked about boredom and sobriety and what you can do about it to make life without alcohol fun. And I've gone into the principles of habit change and how to apply them to quitting drinking and what to do in your first week without alcohol. But personally, I think just finding out what famous people have stopped drinking is really fun and interesting because when I was getting sober, when I was going back and forth about whether I wanted to drink or didn't want to drink, especially in the early days, I really liked figuring out 
which celebrities out there or musicians used to drink and didn't anymore or just never drank and were still super cool and fun and inspiring and doing really interesting things with their lives. I didn't know a lot of people in my real life who had quit drinking and I had a lot of fears and limiting beliefs about what would happen to my social life without alcohol. So knowing that these cool, glamorous, famous people didn't drink was something that gave me hope. It was also kind of fun. And in the early days, I've talked about having sober litter mates, which is the group of people who kind of stop drinking right around the same period of time that you do. And my girlfriends who were also on the alcohol-free path, who were having a bad day or really struggling with this not drinking thing or bored, we used to text each other pictures of famous hot sober guys when we were having a bad day. Because I got to tell you, there is really nothing that a picture of shirtless Rob Lowe can't make better. And Bradley Cooper looking really good or Jason Bateman, Robert Downey Jr. or Tim McGraw, Colin Farrell or Denzel Washington. I got to tell you, when you're in a bad mood about not drinking, a picture of those guys saying, hey girl, sober looks good on you can really lift you up. So I know that when a celebrity comes out to say that they've stopped drinking or have struggled with alcohol or even questioning the role that alcohol is playing in their lives or that they're taking an extended break to look at it, they start a conversation. They bring awareness and normalizes the idea that even people who look like they have it all together may wake up hungover or feeling like shit or not remembering the night before. And they're starting to say, hey, it might be this substance that is all around us and addictive. It makes me feel less alone. And it may just be because of who I am and the people I know being 46. But a lot of the women I hear talking about not drinking now or questioning their drinking are women around my age. So I was excited to see that Drew Barrymore recently came out and said she hasn't had a drink in two years. And Anne Hathaway talking about how her hangovers would sometime last five days. So she's decided to stop drinking at least while her kid is still living at home until they go off to college. Adele talked with Oprah about her relationship with alcohol and Chrissy Teigen, Kelly Ripa and Jessica Simpson have been talking about their relationship with alcohol, their struggles and stopping drinking. The conversation is growing. And for so many years, we've been bombarded with messages about what alcohol does for you. And now the conversation is shifting to what does alcohol do to you? And for me, I know it's helpful to hear from people who haven't had the biggest bottoms because I didn't have that huge bottom. I wasn't physically addicted. I didn't have any major consequences from my drinking other than feeling like garbage most of the time and not remembering parts of the night and my anxiety being off the chart and wondering every night whether I had enough or being annoyed if my husband had a glass of the bottle of wine because then I wouldn't have quote unquote enough for that night. So hearing people who've gone to jail or had DUIs or had to go to rehab, to me, 
I love and am beyond inspired by the ways in which they have removed alcohol from their lives and seen their lives and careers flourish. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is just incredible to me. And I love hearing everything he has to say about why life is better without alcohol. But I couldn't relate to it that much. So hearing women my age talk about how alcohol was a problem for them, famous women, celebrity women, that does really, really help me to say, okay, they are doing the same questioning that I am doing. Maybe it isn't this glamorized substance that works for everyone. Maybe you can remove it from your life and be a lot happier. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I don't know about you, but I cannot believe how fast this year is flying by. We're all busy, but one of the most important things you can do to make sure you're on the right path is to carve out some time to celebrate your victories and to notice what you've wanted to change but haven't been able to yet. Whether you're navigating sobriety, setting boundaries, or striving to be the best version of yourself, therapy can be a game changer. Therapy is for anyone looking for growth and support. And if you're considering it, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's convenient, it's flexible, and it's entirely online. So take a moment for yourself and visit betterhelp.com forward slash someday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash someday. So this episode is really fun for me. And I kind of got to tell you why, because I have a long history of really enjoying diving into following celebrity stuff. I was always one who loved celebrity memoirs, and it was not always sanctioned or admired or encouraged by my parents. So I think I've mentioned before that my parents are diplomats. They were with the American embassies overseas, and they kind of specialized in working in third world countries. So we spent a lot of time in Africa and South America, and they did really, really good work that helped a lot of people. But when I was growing up and a teenager, I was not really into food policy in Zambia or the politics of Guinea-Bissau. I was a girl who was into the red carpet and watching what people wore and the ins and outs of celebrity relationships. So when I would go home to visit my parents when they were overseas, they used to get five newspapers a day. So they would pour over them every day. They would highlight them. They would cut out articles. And one of the five newspapers, but the least respected in our family was the USA Today. And I would only read the life and style section of the USA Today, literally the most frivolous news of the most frivolous newspaper. And my dad used to tease me so much. And my mom was the same way. After college, um, she came to visit me in DC. We were driving around in my car and it was five o'clock and she was trying to find NPR on the radio. And I was not that into it. And she looked at me and was like, oh, for God's sakes, Casey, be informed and programmed NPR into my radio station's favorites. So I get it now as an adult 
NPR and the New York Times. I mean, I listen to that all the time. But I also love celebrity stuff. So when I was in my 20s, I worked at Getty Images, which is a huge global photography company. They do images that you see in like all the advertisements and billboards and magazines, but they also have a really big editorial photography department that I worked in for a long time. I worked in product marketing for our editorial division, which was news and sports and entertainment. And Getty had really incredible photographers that went over to war zones all over the world and taking pictures of disasters around the world and following big political stories. And we were the official photographers for the Olympics and did all the photography for like the World Cup. And my mom loved telling all her friends about what I did. She loved that we were selling images, incredible images to newspapers. And she would send me images that Getty Images photographers had taken that just were really incredible around the world. And then I got promoted and I moved to be the director of product marketing for our global entertainment imagery job. And It was the very first time that I had gotten paid to do something that I literally would have done in all of my free time anyway. So for work, I got to subscribe to five entertainment magazines a week. I subscribed to People, Us Weekly, Entertainment Weekly, OK Magazine, and In Touch. I got to click over to Perez Hilton to look at the trending news. You know, if something happened, we had to provide red carpet imagery for that for like our biggest customers, which were Entertainment Weekly and Entertainment Tonight and Extra TV. So I needed to know what was going on, right? What the latest breaking stories were about various celebrities. But so I got to go on Perez Hilton at lunch and someone would come over to talk to me and I wouldn't even need to hide my tabs and click away. And I got to go to Sundance Film Festival and Toronto Film Festival, where we had celebrity portrait studios, and I got to go to Fashion Week. So that was, without a doubt, the coolest job that I've ever had. And it may have been a job where I should have gotten an early peak of that maybe I needed to reevaluate my relationship with drinking, because I also vividly remember throwing up in the bathroom of the Getty Images LA office when we were supposed to go, me and the director of photography, to do a customer visit at Entertainment Tonight and Extra TV. And I was trying to throw up really quietly in the bathroom because I was so hungover. And basically, my main concern on that trip that I was so excited to go on before I flew down there was just to not throw up in the car because I was like, holy shit, I'm going to lose my job. And I was like sweaty. So anyway, even at that time, I clearly should have seen a pattern with my drinking, but that's not the point. The point is I love following this celebrity stuff. And in early sobriety, it really helped me. I mean, I drove to work listening to Rob Lowe's biographies, stories I only tell my friends And it was fascinating and interesting. And I got all the gossip from his St. Elmo's Fire days and the West Wing. But I also got to hear about what drinking was like for him and why he decided to quit and why he loves life without alcohol. 
I remember listening to NPR and hearing just a beautiful and inspiring story and interview with Jason Isbell, who's a singer songwriter. And it was about him releasing his album Southeastern. And that album is all about when he decided to stop drinking and his fears about when he got rid of the bad parts, what would the good parts be like? And would he be able to be a singer? And would people love him? And would his fans like him? And it was incredible because all of the emotions he were, was talking about were things that I was feeling too. I used to go up to rock my daughter Lila to sleep and be listening to Elizabeth Vargas's memoir on audiobook called Between Breaths and her story about drinking and not drinking. And I loved listening to Abby Wambach's memoir, Forward. She is an incredible soccer legend. She is an Olympic gold medalist and a women's World Cup champion. And she also got a DUI and struggled with alcohol and had to quit and and decided to not drink anymore. And so that part of the story was fascinating too. If you don't know Abby, she is also Glennon Doyle's wife. And she does the podcast with Glennon Doyle, We Can Do Hard Things and Glennon's Sister. And Glennon wrote Untamed, which is an incredible book and Carry On Warrior and Love Warrior, and Glennon is also sober. I mean, lots of incredible women have quit drinking. And I have to believe that one of the major reasons that they can do such good work and do big things is because they're no longer struggling with drinking and hangovers and operating kind of at half power. I mean, I know alcohol is glamorized and pushed on us and shown in TV shows and movies. And when you watch a lot of those TV shows and movies, it's often depicted that life without alcohol is this big bottom or people talking about how sad their lives were in church basements. But I got to tell you, I really feel that sober is the new black. I mean, it is. Being sober curious is cool. And it's a new conversation because right now, when I was thinking about this and reading about this, there are literally more sober celebrities than I could possibly cover in this podcast. They include Drew Barrymore, Kelly Ripa, J-Lo, and Jada Pinkett Smith, Natalie Portman, Eva Mendes, Kristen Davis, and Jessica Simpson. Blake Lively is alcohol-free. So is Chrissy Teigen and Anne Hathaway. Rob Lowe, Chris Martin, Jason Bateman, Bradley Cooper, John Mayer, Brad Pitt, and Ben Affleck are sober. So are Keith Urban and Tim McGraw and Daniel Radcliffe, Shakira, Kit Harington, Zac Efron, Russell Brand, Robert Downey Jr., David Beckham, Colin Farrell. Glennon Doyle and Brene Brown, Rosario Dawson and Lucy Hale, Macklemore, Christina Ricci, John Stamos and Matthew Perry, Nicole Ritchie, Toby McGuire, John Mullaney and Will Arnett, Josh Brolin and Abby Wambach, Gabby Bernstein, Kate Moss, Jennifer Hudson and Kim Kardashian, Tyra Banks, Dax Shepard, Denzel Washington, Ryan Adams, and Samuel L. Jackson. Rumor Willis, Lily Allen, 
Miley Cyrus and Demi Lovato, Sarah Silverman, Michael Bublé, Calvin Harris and James Franco. There's Shania Twain and Pharrell Williams, Andy Murray and Leona Lewis, John Hamm and Alec Baldwin, Elle McPherson and Naomi Campbell, Brad Paisley, Anthony Hopkins, Charlie Sheen, Dane Cook, Dennis Rodman, Eric Clapton, Elton John, Jack and Kelly Osborne, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jane Lynch, Jim Carrey, Jody Messina, Jason Isbell and Stephen King, Tim Allen, Will Wheaton, Eliza Dushku, and John Travolta. There's Edie Falco, Patricia Heaton, Margot Price, Kendrick Lamar, Kristen Johnson, and Elizabeth Vargas, Jason Biggs, Jillian Jacobs, 50 Cent, Kim Cattrall, Tyler, the Creator, Katy Perry, Ben Harper and Cheryl Burke, Lena Dunham and Eminem, Moby and Ringo Starr, Steven Tyler, Tom Hardy, Zendaya, Lana Del Rey, Leona Lewis, Amber Valletta, and so many more. If you think you are alone in deciding that alcohol is not working in your life, and you want to try a period of time without alcohol, you are absolutely not alone. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause for a minute? I am 48, so if you're going through it, I'm right there with you. I mean, hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts, the low moods, the poor sleep, it is not cool. And that's why I was really excited to find a supplement called Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth. It contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like those super fun hormonal changes. It helps reduce menopause symptoms head on. And if you're interested in trying it, you can use the code HELLO for 15% off your first order. Women cannot stop raving about it on social media, but the biggest benefit is the simplest, feeling like yourself again. So if you're going through this, like I'm going through this, for a limited time, you can get 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com with promo code HELLO. That's happy, M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com. And use promo code HELLO for 15% off your first order. So Chrissy Teigen talked about in December 2020 that she was four weeks sober while responding to a fan's comments on a dancing video. And she said that one month ago on her birthday, she got the book Quit Like a Woman written by Holly Whitaker from her doctor friend and said, I was done making an ass out of myself in front of people. She said, I'm still embarrassed. I was tired of day drinking and feeling like shit by six, not being able to sleep. I have been sober ever since. Six months, no alcohol, she posted. I have no idea what I'm doing, honestly, but I do know a few things. Now I have endless energy, way less anxiety, no more benzos, and I'm happier and more present than ever. It's pretty cool. I look forward to having my full body reset after one year and then reevaluating to see my new hopes and wishes for the future. Let's go.
And I did want to mention that as anyone listening to this knows, a path to reevaluating your relationship with drinking, a path of deciding that it's not working for you and trying to stop and getting some time and then deciding that you actually don't need alcohol and aren't going back, that takes time. So I, when I'm talking about people on this podcast, I'm talking about the information that's available now at this point in time. And I am not necessarily endorsing any of these celebrities. I think some of them are amazing. I think some of them, I like some of what they do, but not other things. So I'm just sharing the conversation and what different famous people have said about alcohol and why they're taking a break from it, have stopped or have quit forever. So one of the really interesting conversations that I read about was Jennifer Garner. And she went on an Instagram live with her friend actress that she worked with on 13 going on 30, Judy Greer. And I think they're both really cool. And one of the reasons they went on there was Jennifer Garner said she recently spent 70 days sober and Judy Greer didn't drink for 120 days. And they shared their tips and their thoughts on experimenting with sobriety. And this, again, is something that I think every woman can relate to, every woman, especially my age. And it's a slippery slope. And I love that people are starting to talk about this openly. So Jennifer Garner said she hardly drank at all during high school and college and began to dig deeper into why when she found herself reaching for wine a lot during the pandemic. She said that it was when she had kids and she felt like she wanted that reward at the end of the night. And she would have that little sip of alcohol and it felt like she had earned it and she deserved it. Jennifer Garner said, it feels like it's become part of a code among moms, like your wine. Oh my gosh, you must be done now. But she said, as your kids start to get older, People start having it in the afternoon. And Judy Greer talked about how she tried cutting back on her alcohol intake in January when she and her husband realized how much they had been drinking together during the pandemic. So they started dry January and Judy Greer enjoyed it so much that she continued for a full 120 days. And she said, when we did dry January, I decided to keep going because I felt happy again all the time. I didn't feel out of control. I felt really grounded. I could cope with everything that was coming up much more easily. And Adele also recently talked with Oprah about needing to do work on herself. She said she was going through everything a couple years ago. She was going through a divorce and she said she was probably keeping the alcohol industry alive. And she stopped drinking once she realized she had a lot of work to do on herself and she needed to do a lot of things to keep herself centered. Adele also talked about how her relationship with alcohol was complicated because of her dad. She talked about how his drinking had affected their relationship and said that her dad's absolute lack of presence and effort, she finally understood that it was the alcohol. And she was able to make peace with her father 
But Adele said giving up alcohol really helped her find peace with herself, but it wasn't easy. So one of my favorite sober celebrities is Bradley Cooper, and he stopped drinking when he was 29. And he said being sober helps with his career a great deal. He said, I realized I wasn't going to live up to my potential if I was drinking, and it scared the hell out of him. He thought, wow, I'm going to ruin my life. I'm really going to ruin it. Bradley Cooper talked about how he drank because he was so concerned with what other people thought of him, how he was going to come across, how he would survive the day. He always felt like an outsider. But when he realized that his drinking was actually going to hurt his ability to succeed in life, that's when he needed to stop. You probably know that Brad Pitt stopped drinking. He's one of the most famous people in the world. He announced in GQ in 2017 that he was just boozing too much. He said it became a problem. And I'm really happy. It's been half a year now, which is bittersweet. But I've got my feelings at my fingertips again. I think that's part of the human challenge. You either deny them all of your life or you answer them and evolve. And he said that it wasn't easy. Brad said, truthfully, I could drink a Russian under the table with his own vodka. I was a professional. I was good at his drinking habit, but he stopped for the reason that he didn't want to live that way anymore. I mean, John Mayer also stopped drinking and he said that he thanks Drake's for helping him get sober. Mayer talked about in 2018 in the cover story for Complex Magazine that he hadn't had a drink since Drake's 30th birthday party two years before. He said he made a fool of himself at the party and suffered a six-day hangover. And he asked himself, okay, John, what percentage of your potential do you want to have? Because if you say like 60% of your potential and you'd like to spend the other 40% having fun, that's fine. But what percentage is available to you and what would you like to make happen? And he thought, I want a hundred percent. And he says of alcohol, if you look at drinking the way you would look at anything else, it's risk reward. You have to think about what am I giving up versus what I'm getting. And he said with alcohol, it's some of the worst odds that ever existed. And that completely resonated with me. Because, you know, when I was drinking, I would say that it made like three hours of my life feel better, right? Those hours when I was drinking between like 6 and 9 p.m. But it made the other 21 hours of my life so much worse, right? By the end of the night, I couldn't sometimes remember the show I watched. I would, quote unquote, fall asleep on the couch, aka pass out, and my husband couldn't wake me up. I'd wake up at 3 a.m. with just brutal anxiety and be unable to fall back to sleep. I would have bloodshot eyes and watery eyes in the morning and a headache when I was trying to put on my makeup. I would feel so tired and also jittery all day at work and my emotions would be all over the place. Everything was so close to the surface and I would tell myself I wouldn't drink that night and then by 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., I'd be rationalizing why it was no big deal and trying to figure out whether I could stop for a bottle of wine before I had to pick up my kids from daycare. So when John Mayer talks about that risk reward, what am I giving up versus what I'm getting? 
yeah, those odds are pretty crappy, right? If I describe that whole day and I have those three hours of like zoning out and getting that dopamine hit, once you realize that you go so low from that, it's just not worth it anymore. And I'm not saying it's easy because it is really hard to stop drinking. And that's why support is so critical. But when you look at it objectively, you're like, why am I doing this to myself? I mean, Daniel Radcliffe, who you may know from the Harry Potter movies, I know because I'm currently reading all the Harry Potter books with my seven-year-old daughter at bedtime. He said that he hasn't drank since 2010. He said he became so reliant on alcohol to enjoy stuff that he frequently blacked out. He said there was a few years when he was just so enamored with the idea of living famous person's lifestyle that really isn't suited to him. And he is much happier without alcohol in his life. Anne Hathaway stopped drinking in 2018 and said she didn't put a drink down because drinking was a problem, but she put it down because of the way she drinks leads her to have hangovers. And those were the problem. She said her last hangover lasted for five days. And she's at a stage in her life where she doesn't have time for hangovers. So she is taking drinking off the table until her kid is out of the house. Ben Affleck, you might know, also quit drinking. He said, I want my kids to know there's no shame in getting help when you need it and to be a source of strength for anyone out there who needs help but is afraid to take the first step. One person I love is Blake Lively, and she just doesn't drink. She says it's something that she genuinely doesn't have a desire for, which I completely don't get, but have to say that her life looks pretty great without alcohol. And I mentioned Brene Brown. I'm a huge fan of hers and her work. She's actually been sober for 26 years and said that the romance of wine clubs and scotch tastings and a few beers while we watch the game, she said it's dead for her. She, her husband still drinks like a 12 pack over the course of an entire year, but she recognizes that that drinking culture is a great cover for pain. I already mentioned Chrissy Teigen, but one of the things I love that she said when she was 50 days sober felt very much like the way I drank, right? She said it doesn't serve her in any way. She doesn't get more fun. She doesn't dance. She doesn't get relaxed. She said, I get sick, I fall asleep, and I wake up sick, having missed what was probably a really fun night. And I feel that as well. Dax Shepard is an actor, but he's also the host of one of my favorite podcasts that if you haven't listened to Armchair Expert, you totally should. Dax talks a lot about sobriety and has other celebrities on who don't drink, but it's also just a really hysterical podcast with great conversations. But Dax said he wouldn't have his family without sobriety first and foremost. He's married to Kristen Bell, and he said Kristen would have never signed up for the old version of me. Denzel Washington is sober since the end of 2014, and he said, when you're toasted or drunk, you need a day or two to recover. You get a hangover. So that's like two days out of your life. And he said, I don't have time to waste. 
let's say there's 365 days in a year. So in 10 years, that's 3,650. How many days do you want to waste? Elle McPherson, who is this gorgeous model I remember when I was growing up, stopped drinking on her 40th birthday. She said, in my 40s, I started to focus on health and wellness. I stopped drinking and taking any drugs. And Ewan McGregor, who's an actor who I personally think is really hot, and he was one of the guys we like texted around pictures of, he said that he stopped drinking in 2001 because he drank too much and it made him really unhappy. So he just thought, I won't drink and then I can be happy. I mean, there are so many more. I literally couldn't go through them all. Jane Lynch, who I love from Glee and everything else she's ever been into, she stopped drinking in 1992 and said she had just reached her limit. She knew in her mind and her body and her spirit, she had just had it. Jason Biggs from American Pie is sober. Jessica Simpson stopped drinking in 2017. She said, when I finally said I need help, it was like that little girl found her calling again in life. She found direction that was to walk straight forward with no fear. Jessica said, honesty is hard, but it's the most rewarding thing we have. And getting to the other side of it is beautiful. Jim Carrey stopped drinking and said, if you aren't in the moment, if you are either looking forward to uncertainty or back to pain and regret, he says, I'm very serious about no alcohol and no drugs. Life is too beautiful. John Stamos from Full House, he stopped drinking seven years ago. And he said some of his drinking was really fun and some of it got to be really unhealthy, but he never could have been a father the way he wants to be if he kept drinking. Keith Urban, who's married to Nicole Kidman, stopped drinking in 2007. He said that he didn't seem able to stop drinking. And Kelly Ripa, who I loved, stopped drinking three years ago. She said, I did a sober month with all of my girlfriends. We did it together. And I just never went back. It wasn't even a thought process. It felt great. I felt like I looked great. I felt like I didn't feel hungover. I just didn't really feel the need or desire to go back to it. It wasn't a choice. I just thought, yeah, I guess I don't drink anymore. Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones stopped drinking. Kristen Davis, who was in the Sex in the City TV show and movies, she stopped drinking way back in 1987 when she was pretty young. She said she gets sent a ton of Cosmos in bars, but she never drinks them. She doesn't mess with it. She says people say, couldn't you just have one glass of champagne? And she says, no, why risk it? Lana Del Rey, who's a singer-songwriter, said, I was a big drinker. I would drink every day. I would drink alone. I knew it was a problem when I liked it more than I liked doing anything else. Lily Allen stopped drinking three years ago. Michael Buble, who's a singer-songwriter, said he stopped everything, no more booze, no more smoking, and he started going to the gym. Naomi Campbell, who was a big model back in the day, right, with Elle McPherson, said that she stopped drinking. And in the seven years before she stopped, it was especially bad. She said during that time, she avoided looking in the mirror because she didn't like the person who was looking back at her. She said there were times when she thought she wouldn't survive. But she stopped drinking in 2005, so many years ago. Natalie Portman is an actress. I absolutely 
adore. She's gorgeous and smart. And she said that she's been sober since her college year. She said she didn't get flat out drunk until she went to college, but then she realized she needed to stop. Rob Lowe has actually been sober for 32 years. He talks about it a lot. And if you're really interested in his story, his book, Stories I Only Tell My Friends, is one of my favorite in the world. Rosario Dawson, who's an actress, also stopped drinking in 2020. She said, I want to have as much clarity and be intentional about every day. And so that's why she doesn't drink. Seriously, I could go through this all day long. There are so many. There's Russell Brand, Sarah Silverman, Shania Twain, Tim McGraw, who I actually love his story. He's married to Faith Hill. He said that he drank too much for a while and he knew that and his kids were getting older. And he said he starts thinking about his mortality a bit. You start thinking about what your life's going to be like when your kids are gone and you have grandkids. And all of that went through his mind and he decided to stop drinking. And Jada Pinkett Smith is one that what she said about stop drinking really resonated with me too. She said she's actually been sober for almost 20 years and she looks incredible, but she did it after finding herself drinking two bottles of wine on the couch each night. And she was like, uh, Jada, I think we have a problem. Eva Mendes also stopped drinking. She stopped in 2008 and have been sober ever since. And she said she's proud of the people who have the determination and the fearlessness to actually go face their demons and feel better and get better. Patricia Heaton of Everybody Loves Raymond in the Middle, she talked about why she decided to stop drinking in an interview and said that her drinking had just become automatic during the evenings. And she realized at her son's birthday party that they had seen her drinking for six hours continuously. And it was a moment of humiliation that made her decide to get help. Lily Allen posted on Instagram in 2021, holding a chip that said she was clean and serene for 18 months with the caption would recommend. And there are so many more people I could talk about, Macklemore, Josh Brolin, but the one I want to end on is Drew Barrymore because she's actually the exact same age that I am. And I've just always loved her. And in December, 2021, so very recently, she went on the CBS show the morning and said that she had stopped drinking two and a half years ago after realizing it was just not something that served her in her life. So if you're listening to this and it is something that is not serving you in your life, if any of these stories or people inspire you to take a break from alcohol and see how you feel, please do it. You are going to feel better and you are not alone. I mean, look at this. All the cool kids are quitting drinking. So I think you should give it a try. And I hope you had fun with this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hello Someday podcast. If you're interested in learning more about me, the work I do, and access free resources and guides to help you build a life you love without alcohol, please visit hellosomedaycoaching.com. And I would be so grateful if you would take a few minutes to rate and review this podcast so that more women can find it and join the conversation about drinking less and living more. 
It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.